Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Fashion Demics with me, Laura Carter, and Sophie Hillier. We've decided not to do seasons and episodes because we lose track and we can't keep up. We don't know what number it is, but it doesn't matter. So, welcome to today's podcast. It is your latest Fashion Demics update. <laughs> and, guys, we've got more to update you on. Laura, tell everyone about your new job because I had loads of messages of congratulations and things like that because you, you said a little bit more. But how are you getting on at your new position? do you know what I'm so glad I made the move I think the one thing I've learned is if you know just set aside fear and if you think like I said if you're not earning or learning you've got to go and I'm so glad I did I love it I'm in the faculty of business and law so it feels much more like like more proper like it just seems proper proper bab (laughs) I'm not just teaching uh fashion marketing I'm teaching um marketing as well so it's um more strings to my bow so yeah I'm loving it but tell us about you your husband is a tiktok sensation I can't even deal with this, right? So, guys, my house is well old. I don't, I don't even know how old. So, we we bought this house. Oh God, was it like last year? We officially went through this year. Bought this house last year. Lovely house, backed onto lovely fields. It's we don't even know how old it is. But the neighbour who lives next door told us it used to be one big house. It, this is going somewhere. This is actually like relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to give you the backstory. Um, and basically, our neighbour told us not so long back that that we'd got. Um, potentially got sellers under our house that hadn't been cemented in or, or whatever it was so I was in London um, last week and my husband messaged me to say we are gonna pull up the dining room floor and go down into the cellar and we're gonna put it on TikTok and I was like are you joking me I'm in London having a bloody great time and I'm thinking what the hell is my husband doing at home Stressed to the high heavens. Uh, by the time I got back, it was really, really late. So Luca was asleep. Woke up the next morning and there was like a couple of hundred thousand views on the video. And it is just gone mental. Um, so they've been going down there. They found all these old bottles in the cellar, which apparently might be worth a bit of dough. Excellent. Win-win. That'll pay for the con- the conversion. Well, here's hoping. So it's gone up like his one video. has got over 2 million views. Is it 2 million now? His followers have gone through. He's now on the TikTok Creators Fund. Oh, my God. I didn't think it was that much. Yeah. Wow. So go and have a look. It's all going a bit wild over here, which is really exciting. So um, we're going to be doing some more content and putting that on his page. So uh, I don't even know what his handle is. I'm so new to TikTok, but just just Google uh, or Google. I think it is just Luca, Luca is Hillier. Luca Hillier. Hang on, I'll, uh, I'll tell you. Have, I don't even know my husband's TikTok. That's how much I use it. But suddenly I've taken an interest in TikTok, funnily <laughs> enough. <laughs> it is at Luca2198. Yeah, 2.1 million in one of his videos. Insane. We've got to get back down there. We were too hungover this weekend to go back down to the cellar and get the the bottles out. And so if anyone knows anything about old bottles, like we've got a bottle of, I don't know if it was whiskey or brandy from like 1887. We've got all these old medicine bottles and pharmaceutical bottles. Uh, We even found some random boots. Does it not freak you out a bit? Do you not think like, why did they board it up? 
Is there not a little bit of you that's like, mm, that's a little bit no, creepy? Bab, this is the girl that goes to sleep listening to podcasts called Morbid about serial killers. So I'm like, yes, bring it on. We want, we want to get like a sidekick down there and see like if there's any vibes. But we, we've been in this house like a year now and there's been nothing. It's bloody beautiful. Um, so we're just excited about where TikTok could take it. It's, it's all fun. It is exciting. It is. Imagine if you're actually just sat on a gold mine. Um, and the funny thing is I'm literally recording the podcast right above where Luca goes down into the base into the cellar so it's yeah I could literally physically be so I said to my students the other day I was telling them about it's like if I don't come back next week for my lectures I've retired hun I've gone <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah all is it, I, will not here, be I will not be back um but yeah one other little kind of fashademic slight change as me and Laura have mentioned before that we are now recording remotely because of how things work geographically for us and, and our roles and we want to be able to keep this up um and one of the other complexities of what we do is guests on the podcast so um it, we want to be able to record on a regular basis and release this podcast to you every two weeks um and as i said obviously when we're getting guests in it makes it that just a little bit harder to match up the times and obviously pp's doing his masters now <laughs> so we don't want to also you know we've got a lot of people to consider so what we are doing from this day forward is we are going to record without fail we've booked in all the dates every monday um when when we're going to release it friday i don't know pp will tell us um and so there's going to be a a like to know and an in the know every fortnight for you uh, when we get guests and we're going to continue to liaise with guests i've got a whole list of people but sometimes it just doesn't work with their schedule any guest episodes we get to know are going to almost be like bonus episodes so when we get to record them and we can record them we'll be throwing them out to you as a bonus so actually you're going to be getting even more content so really it's just more of us chatting more of me and you just chatting away yeah you get those regular updates there's always things that we're ready and waiting to talk about and then when we get the odd guest lecture guest lecture god i'm in academic <laughs> academic brain it's um when we get the odd guests we'll do a a special release so there won't be any kind of time format to that we'll just get it out there we just need some consistency don't we we do we need consistency we want to give you consistency um so i think this is the right step forward okay sophie what do we have to talk about on this podcast today then because we have been hearing so much of the news about so many things and we've had to like pick two or three things to talk about which has been hard but we've got lots haven't we we have now my first that topic I'm going to bring up is not fashion related, but I think it's very important um, and it's it's a diversity issue. And I think it's something that's been on the brain of the general public this last week. And it's Joe Lycett. You guys know I love Joe Lycett and so does Laura. I've got Laura into Joe Lycett. We love a bit of Joe. We love a bit of Joe. So for anyone that hasn't seen or didn't see last week, Joe Lycett released a video um, on his social media with a link to a website called Benders Like Becca. God, he is clever. <laughs> with, with, with the threat that he would destroy and shred £10,000 in cash of his own money if David Beckham didn't step down as the ambassador for FIFA, uh, as obviously the World Cup is in Qatar at the moment. A um, bit of backstory on that, if you've not been following or you're not interested in the football, because I'm not a huge football fan, but, you know, it's one of those things that are going on in the world. Yeah, obviously, but Rob is, so I feel like I'm committed. 
yeah, you've, you've got to go there. I had to let my students go 15 minutes earlier so they could get them watch the football. Aww. But obviously, when I think it was decided in 2010 or 2012, this is not a football podcast, but there we go. And I think there was certain promises made from Qatar about um, human rights and things like that. Like yes. us two as females, let's take football out of it. We cannot go into Qatar right now and live our lives as we are now because of, you know, human rights. It's worse. So we, we could be imprisoned for X, Y, and Z, but it's worse for the gay community, hence or, or the LGBTQ plus community, yeah. which Joe Lyce has brought up, that people can be killed. So he has brought up that um, David Beckham is kind of, he's used his position. He's, he's one, of the, one of the first footballers on at the cover of Attitude magazine. He's very much a, a gay icon and he's, he's you know, very... Um, celebratory of that community and appreciates all these gay families. Was it ten like million. ten million or like a hundred million? Ten What's million pounds. So the so Joe Lyce has basically said, step down, step down, and or if and if you if you do, I'll donate ten grand to charities. And if you don't, I will shred it. And for anyone that was on social media yesterday, <laughs> Joe Lyce, of course, ended up shredding the money. Which caused a bit of outcry. What did you think when you saw that? Well, I was just, I mean, I didn't see the video yesterday, but I mean, fully support what he's doing. I think, you know, it's raising awareness and the more we talk about it, the more publicity there is. But when I thought 10 grand, I thought amazing that it's his money. Like, wow, what a commitment. Mm -hmm. But also 10K is nothing to David Beckham. Like, it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's not it's not the power of money for Joe. It's it's the power of Point. community. And I think that's exactly what the video's done. It's created yeah. a community and it's created a platform to people to share it and to, to talk more about it. I mean, yeah. I think for me, just looking at the football today, you know, we've had captains of football teams like Harry Kane saying he's going to wear the One Love armband that kind of like, it doesn't just celebrate the LGBTQ plus community but it kind of just kind of raises awareness about being more inclusive um, and having this kind of like globally recognized um, community. But um, FIFA asked people to remove the band, didn't they, today? I think it came out in the media today. They're like, you can't, you, we don't want you to wear it because you could get a yellow card and blah, blah, blah. They'd be straight off the really pitch. Straight off. But what I think is really interesting and brave is the, um, I think she's a female football uh, football player, or she was, Alex Scott. Alex um, Scott, she, there she is. Yeah, she's, she still wore it today. And I thought, God, that is brave to be in that country. She is a lesbian as well. Mm-hmm. So she's really championing, championing herself and her beliefs. And I think it's dangerous for her, but it just goes to show how much she believes in the right of freedom of speech and freedom of of love Um, yeah so yeah so going back to Joe Lysett like fair play for him and it infuriates me that you know David Beckham is a bit of a gay icon I'd say he's married to a Spice Girl like as you said he's been on the cover of that magazine and I just think you know it, it just shows it just shows again greed and just incredibly disappointed um, and I think, you know, also they have banned alcohol um, on the premises of the football games. And um, in terms of a marketing perspective, going back to marketing, mm-hmm. Budweiser were the biggest sponsors for um, the guitar football 
Um, and they only found out, was it yesterday or the day before that they had banned alcohol? So they had put millions and millions into sponsorship and now what? So mm. I just think the whole thing is so poorly organized and so badly considered, um, you know, by so many different organizations and people that I'm, I'm just like, I just think it's really sad. And I think um, they lost their first game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not saying they deserved it. That's a terrible thing to say. But I just think like, it's just, I really do believe in the one love. And I think um, fair play for Joe for doing what he did. Yeah, I mean, if you, I'm not sure if you've seen today that he actually has released that he didn't actually shred the money. Um, he actually, yeah, so I thought that he did. Yeah, I think that's, and obviously it caused a lot of kickoff. And you know, I was talking to my students about it this yeah. morning. Understandable, though. Yeah, and I, you know, I get the point. And um, you know, to be shredding that kind of money in in the position that we are in at the moment with the cost of living yeah. prices, how many people are struggling. However. What is worse, and this was my point, and all of my students, you know, no matter what you, your thoughts on on diversity, on Qatar, on football, on Joe, on David, what is worse, Joe Lysett shredding 10K or David Beckham profiting yeah. 10 million pounds from a country sitting in his in his box. And I've always loved David Beckham. And I've always, Me you know, too. been a big Beckham fan, Victoria lover. But he's taken 10 million from a country that will not even let those people live in their country safely and for me that's a massive abuse of human rights no matter what you what you think and it wasn't about the cost uh, people are affected right now by the cost of living crisis blame the government blame the big energy companies blame the millionaires that are are seeing record profits it's not joe lysett's fault and it was never about that no, I completely agree. But also, if you look at the average salary in Qatar, I think it's 138000 is the average salary. Um, but what they were paying um, immigrant workers to, to help, you know, build the stadium and set everything up, they were paying them a pound a day. Oh, and it just goes, them it just goes back to... I know, and it goes back to greed, and it goes back to, for, you know, transparency and diversity and being inclusive. Like, I just... I mean, yes, you're right. It was agreed in 2010 that they would hold the World Cup. But I just think it, I thought you would think since 2010, we would have moved a hell of a lot forward than we have. Yeah. And it does just worry me that some people that have these opinions don't understand like diversity and inclusivity and actually the point of it. Because we're living in a country where people, you know, at this moment in time, people are feeling very scorned, very put out, very ill-treated by their government and we could talk about this all day and mm-hmm. get so deep and move away from Absolutely. fashion but I just want to say Joe and I'm so you know he's come out and said today um he didn't shred it he actually do- already had don- donated it before he even hit the the live mm-hmm. button on the website he he knew David Beckham would not reply and that was the point so bravo Joe Lysett it's nothing to David Beckham is it no. but um you're right people could discriminate joe saying you know that 10k could have fed this many people but he was proving a point and he was getting um pr around such a invaluable cause yeah. so you know i champion him and i completely love what he stands for so yeah he is yeah. amazing so that's the only non non fashion thing that we're going to be talking about although <laughs> did you see his coach also, in the video he's fabulous big he's amazing i just love him so much i love him we love him we love him but check us out knowing things about football i know we're cool even my my students were like what like my students were talking about um 
Andrew Tate the other day and they were like, you know who Andrew Tate is? I'm like, hun, hun, I work in marketing. Like I have to know these things. I have to know about football and what's going on in the world. And they're like, it just gives me kudos as a lecturer and just makes me day. Love this. So back to there is so much. Um, talking kind of maybe back on the lines of kind of crisis and everything that's going on. This has been something that's kind of been unraveling for a few months, really, and definitely unraveled over the last couple of weeks. But it's something that I feel like I can't comment. I can't not comment on Kanye West. Oh, ye. I can't call him Kanye anymore, can I? No, but also, didn't PP do this as one of his uh, reports for you? Did he? I'm sure he said I need to talk to PP about this then because I want to do a research paper on it. Um, To be honest, I don't want to get too much into, you know, there's there's been a lot of controversy. The anti-feminism side. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a lot said. I, I don't want to get into that. What I actually want to get into is just a really, you know, my PhD is in crisis crisis communication and crisis management particularly in the fashion field um and you know the very standard thing has happened that brands have decided to end their collaborations it's happened you know in recent history with cristiano ronaldo i still need to watch that documentary to find out what's going on what's going on with that um you know when when a fashion retailer hits crisis with an influencer or a celebrity they end their ties and that is to protect themselves and normally there's complete support from those communities and it, and you know the influencer expects it um what's been really interesting is it's like Kate Moss when she was caught sniffing coke she was dropped from Chanel and Topshop and loads of brands and it was a big hoo-ha wasn't yeah. it it was all over the shop but it's, it's to be expected um, and customers were are rightly going to be like well I don't want to shop yeah. by a brand you know that yeah. endorses that and you know sure. and vice versa people leave you know Beyonce left Topshop when Philip Green was uh came out as the Me Too UK, Mr. Me Too UK, you know, people separate to protect yeah. themselves. Um, but what I found really, really interesting is like how the public have spoken about him. He obviously needs help. He's not, yeah, I don't think he's well. Um, he's not a well person. I think uh, from a business perspective, brands are obviously going to make that move and it's got, to, you know, they've got to think about their brand image and public relations. But I've just found it so interesting to look at the response from the consumers and like the customers normally respond in quite a positive way for the relationship ending and support the brands. But it's been really interesting to see people challenge Balenciaga, people challenge um, Adidas. Obviously he was removed from the Skechers store, wasn't he? Or the, the Skechers HQ, they didn't want him there. Yeah, yeah. His head office, he wanted to try and get a partnership post Adidas. Um, yeah, and he had to get removed. So, I mean, they're saying that you know he might be bipolar and blah blah blah. Um, it's a difficult one, it's a really difficult one. It's a difficult one because he obviously needs help, but it's been really interesting to see customers say Kanye needs help. Can brands stop dropping him because this man needs some support? However, I don't agree with some of the things he has said and done. Um, Absolutely but, not. No. But I, but I, and I don't want to get down there because we can just lose ourselves down no. a whole whole hole <laughs> of of things. Um, and you know, but it's just been really interesting to see got like, customers support him and and want brands to work with him to make things right. And I've I've never seen that in in crisis because normally they're like you know cut ties, yeah um and and Kanye uses followers but it hasn't happened yeah I think that people I don't think respects the right word because you know some things that he's come out of said and said are horrific however somebody that I used to work with at, at Birmingham 
um, when Kanye wore that White Lives Matter t-shirt yeah. or jumper or something, I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe he'd do that. Like, why did he do that? And then the guy that I worked with is actually, it could be quite clever because again, it's PR, it's getting people to talk about it. We speak so much about Black Lives Matter, but is he actually being um, controversial or actually sarcastic to kind of put yeah. White Lives Matter? And I didn't see that side. And it was quite no. interesting to see to see somebody else's opinion on why he is the way he is, because it was so controversial that it got us talking about it. That's the whole point. And I'm not saying that I, I back up what he's saying in other situations and other things that he's done, but I think he I think he's known for his clever, creative, diverse mind and actually sometimes quite a genius yeah. mind. So, Absolutely. so we can say that he's, uh, you know, being irresponsible in things that he's saying, but is there actually a way where he's... <sighs> method in his madness exactly there is method in his madness somewhere but he's not being exposed in the right way and maybe he just doesn't have a very good PR team behind him but maybe he's gone off the rails when he said actually I don't want a PR team behind me I want my voice to be me and solely me we just don't know so you know there is always two sides to every story yeah that's really point but yeah it's it's a difficult one I do wonder whether like and this links back to the Joe Lysett and David Beckham thing if we're kind of going like a bit if we're doing a bit of a 180 on the whole cancel culture thing because mm-hmm. you know a year ago two years ago it would have been like Kanye is cancelled yeah um you know David Beckham is cancelled but actually are people being a bit more empathetic um in situations like this because you know Dave like again going back to David Beckham is now being aligned with people that abuse human rights yeah and people aren't aren't cancelling David Beckham as to speak so maybe they're in and you know we have got we have got into a real dangerous space of being so extremely sensitive and and offended but where's the balance I also think well maybe we're not you know the media isn't attacking David Beckham but maybe it is the case that people just simply might not work with him as much or might not offer as many partnerships we don't know um but then if we look at oh what's the what's the Pirates of the Caribbean guy Johnny Depp Johnny Depp So, you know, everything happened um, with him at the beginning of the year and so on. Um, You know, he got dropped by a couple of brands, but actually he's back working with, is it Dior that he's working with? And Rihanna? Uh, He's working with Dior and Rihanna, yeah. He's working with Rihanna and and lots of people turned around and said they won't now work with Rihanna. Really? That's interesting. So, you know, I, I think it, it depends. And maybe it's with um, the Johnny Depp thing, Who whose side are you on? How deep are you going to investigate it? Because now lots of women's charities are backing Amanda. Um, and there's, you know, campaigns around that. So maybe it's it's your strong strong beliefs, your morals, what you stand for, what you yeah. pass by. I mean something ridiculous like even now I'm a celebrity um get me out of here on ITV so you've got boy George in there so everyone's kicking off about Matt Mm -hmm. Hancock being in there which is a whole new podcast in itself so I won't delve into into that absolutely (laughs) boy George handcuffed somebody to a radiator and went to prison for three months for it yet you know he's released fantastic music and that just seems to have been brushed by so it's almost like with the media is you're seen to be a, a bad guy or a bad woman 
But then, you know, you lay low for a while and you can come back like a caterpillar to a butterfly and be reborn and all is forgiven. So it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, but then but then with some people, they never forgive. It's yeah. like they pick and choose who they like, want to destroy. It's really, really strange, really odd. Um, I don't know whether it's the fashion industry with Kanye um, and Johnny Depp, whether it's different with sport or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's an odd one, but it's a good just one to analyze. It's interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and I've noticed around like the Joe Lysett stuff and, and even probably the Kanye stuff that the media is quite neutral, uh, whereas normally media decides yeah, their side, absolutely. especially depending on what platform, you know, more tabloid, broadsheet, left wing, right wing, politically influenced. Whereas with a lot of like the Joe Lysett, David Beckham stuff, it's been very neutral. So it really, I don't feel like any of the media is formed an opinion so it's been very audience-led so people yeah um, I don't know it's all it's all very strange and very complex but very interesting very interesting on a slightly lighter note I want to applaud River Island River Island have released care packages um, for their staff um, so these yeah. care packages have been put together, obviously, in the light of the cost of living crisis, um, which is include extra pay, um, free food and, and other things. I mean, if anyone works for River Island, please get in touch and let us know what you thought of that. But I saw a really... Apparently it's like breakfast items, oh. like teas and coffees, breakfast items, like basic foods that's been sent to store. I just fully... I just love it it's just a nice incentive isn't it you know it's not gonna change the world but you know when you when you work for a company or an organization where you feel valued and you feel cared for sometimes those little things can just go such a long way um absolutely like I love the fact I can get free tea and coffee and stuff at work I'm like this is just really nice and considerate yeah and the fact that River Island are actually like doing food and you know thinking about people and the cost of living crisis and how much it's really impacting people. And I guess people that might work in stores could be on minimum wage. Yes. Which, what is it now going up to £10 something? Yes. So they are considering the impact of that. Um, so, yeah, proud of them. I hope other high street retailers um, take it on board and follow suit, really. Yeah, I think it's like reading the room. And I think... Um, HR departments have got a lot of work to do it's funny actually I saw a hilarious TikTok yes I'm using TikTok more I know back in season one I was like I just don't do TikTok I'm too old but I saw this really funny TikTok and it was like this guy like dressed up and putting his wig on he was like pretending to to be like from HR talking to all his employees saying oh we're really taking well-being seriously we really want to like support your mental health and they're all going around going oh you've given us a pay rise oh you've given us a day off you've given us uh, in-house counsellor and all these different things and they go no we're doing a webinar we're doing a webinar <laughs> but if, if you yeah. can't make it um you've got to work for your lunch or something like that it was quite funny just kind of poking fun um at, at hr um, and their yeah. approach but i think yeah i think it just goes a long way when you feel considered you know no one has had a, a pay rise in line with inflation some companies have done better than others nope. um uh, you know but some sectors you know outside of fashion um have um haven't had pay rises for many years and aren't anywhere near in line and I think you know really looking at what you can do because I understand that like some retailers can't increase wages and stuff like that but yeah where can they make a difference because like you said tea bags or stuff like that just will you know could save someone 
It all helps. It does. It all, it all helps. helps. It might be the only hot drink that somebody has that day. You know, you just don't know somebody's circumstances. So especially for like small businesses, you know, they can't afford to increase salaries. You know, I get that. But it would be nice if maybe, you know, they gave them a little Christmas gift or they gave them, as, as we said, free teas or coffees or maybe free lunch on a Friday. Just little bits would go a long way. Yeah, it really would. And I think that's what it is. It's all coming together. Um, we look at like energy businesses and they've, mo- they've made the most money they ever have. And you just think, God, can you not put that back into your employees or could you not put it back into the system just a little bit? Any, you know, anything right now would be really helpful. I don't know if it's I I know it's not just me, but a lot of people that I've spoken to have said they're having a quieter Christmas this year. They're They're not going all out this year. And I think people are conscious of their pennies. People are waiting for the Black Friday sales and people are being considerate about how much they're spending. Um, I just think, you know, as we've spoken, we we talk about it every podcast about the cost of living and, and what's going to happen and, you know, changes and sacrifices that people are going to have to make. So, yeah, champion River Island. Yeah. Applaud them. Well done. I think that's a really nice segue, Laura, into Black Friday because we are coming up to Black Friday this week. So this po- podcast is probably going to be released um, either just before or just around Black Friday. And I think actually um, I've always been quite anti-Black Friday I think when we covered it last year you know I can see retailers kind of taking advantage um and you know dropping prices that were never really that high to begin with and um Mm. I've never been a huge fan of it because I think when 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 you work and surround yourself with like marketing and understand like the retail environment you know that it's not all it's cracked up to be um and when you've worked for fashion retailers that are just getting rid of dead stock and changing prices and stuff but however I do yeah. believe and I do have faith this year that um businesses are really considering their markets um, mm. and really considering well I actually think they have to for Christmas because I think there's got to be a dip in people buying for Christmas yeah surely uh yeah most definitely um I think people are really considering that I did see actually which I thought was really interesting the co-op again not fashion, but a good example of a you know big British retailer aren't going to be aren't going to be launching Black Friday, but they're going to be putting together like using using that money to go into like community hubs and donating to charities. And the money that they would have lost was, right. was it the co-op or am I making things up? There's some some retailer that have basically said they're not going to go Black Friday, but the ten pound on that garment they might it couldn't be co-op. I think they're doing the community hubs, but there's another fashion retailer that have said that loss will go to charity or go to something else as opposed to selling clothes cheaper love that um okay. so i just thought that was really yeah. interesting moves and people just trying to be a bit more that's interesting oh, it's gonna kill it's gonna absolutely bug me now about who yeah. that retailer is uh-huh. um well it links me back to river island another point about river island i know i'm jumping back but it's really nice to see a retailer doing something for its employees rather than implementing something into store that's going to make the money like an eco range sustainable range menopause range all things which are fantastic but at the end of the day it's all extra money in their pockets it's really nice that river island are doing this for their employees and talking about black friday there is a website i don't know what it's called rob uses it and you can actually type in um, the product that you want and it tells you when it was the highest price and if the Black Friday deal is at its peak because often you think you're getting a re- really good deal, but it was probably cheaper like three or four months ago. So 
um, it's really interesting to understand the marketing side of it and how they might market it as, you know, these big savings, 50% off. And actually it's not because they run these um, offers, you know, summer sale, spring sale, Boxing Day sale. And that's what really bloody annoys me is Boxing Day sales is that people work their ass off mm-hmm. to buy Christmas presents for people. They open it on Christmas Day and the absolute audacity of brands to market half price on Boxing Day. And you think I've worked my ass off for this. And now it's half price. It's worth half as much. And I could have got it cheaper. Yeah. But you've, you now feel ripped off. And I absolutely detest it. It's the same with the flipping DHS sofa sales. Yeah. That are just like constantly in sale. Like it's not constantly in sale. I see it because I'm buying a mattress at the moment, trying to find a damn good one. <laughs> and they're always like 50% off, 50% off, like Simba, Emma, all these mattresses. And you're thinking, well, you're always in flipping sale. Yeah. And it, annoy, it annoys me from a marketing perspective. So on another tangent, it's so annoying. I bought a mattress. I didn't like it. I said I want to return it. And they said, we'll give you 45% off if you keep it. We'll give you 45% back. And it makes me think all what? that 45% is just what you spend on your marketing to promote your product. It's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? It just no. I understand we have to put money into marketing, but they're just I think there's a line where you're like, what am I actually getting for my money? Yeah, well, that's where the advertising standards agency comes in, isn't it? When it looks at like the, how like these sales yeah. promotions work. I've just been doing this with my students about the rules and and how actually, you know, yes, it's really great to give discount and to do all these different things. But however, like if the customer is losing out in any way or being manipulated, there's lots of yeah. different rules around it, which I think that's kind of part of my problem with Black Friday. So it's nice to see some retailers mm-hmm. um, incentivizing it, and I do just hope um I'd, see I'm not last like maybe like three four years ago I, w- I would be waiting for Black Friday for Christmas shopping um however this year there's nothing that I'm really waiting I've actually already done see, I uh, am. majority of my Christmas shopping I am I, oh, I, yeah and I don't usually bother at Black Friday but I think because I'm conscious of what I'm spending this year and I there's things I want mm. that I know I want to buy for people I'm just waiting to see if it's going to be discounted because I want to be able to save some money and, and definitely get them get it for them so I think it's really interesting. But what I will say is don't think that Black Friday is the be all and end all. There will be other sales. There will be other discounts. It will come around. Retailers want your money. So, you know, Black Friday isn't everything. Yeah. And people like, definitely feel the pressure to do that. I know I felt the pressure before. Um, I definitely don't feel the pressure um anymore. There's nothing that I'm really lining up. I just I'm just hoping there's gonna be some sincerity in in the Black Friday sales and that people, that retailers are really considering what people want, the discounts people need, so that actually people can have more comfortable Christmases. Um, Christmas is always Mm. a struggle. You know, the amount of money and the amount of debt that people get into, um, you know, a lot of me and my friends this year have said, let's go for a meal. Let's not, like, pass around 10, 15 pounds, 20 quid, whatever it is. Let's go for a meal. Let's make some memories. Let's do something nice. Um, It's the experience culture again. It's doing that rather than putting things into presents that sometimes people don't want or they've already got or you know it's just it it, we work hard for our money and you want to be able to buy something that that you know is is appreciated and of course you know it is but I think you're the same as me I would much rather go and have dinner with a friend than 
feel that they had to buy me a gift you know I'd much rather see them and go even just go for a drink you know a Christmas drink I'd love that yeah love it I love this time of year I absolutely love Christmas but I genuinely do just love Christmas because I'm so am I just old and boring now because I'm not like excited about presents I'm excited about having Christmas day in my house this year in our house with our spooky cellar I can't wait I've got my Christmas pyjamas ready I will admit I've got hanging up you know me, I love a Disney fluffy PJ. I've got the Disney yeah. Christmas PJs hanging up upstairs with matching slippers. I will not be wearing them till Christmas Eve. Oh, I know. Thanks, Primark, yet again. Love it. No, I, I I love Christmas and I'm not bothered about the presents. I just love the fact that I get to spend time with my family. Um, and we all get to like eat nice food and just play games and just be together. So I'm excited for that. I have just done um, Rupert's annual Christmas card. So yours is in the post. Yes. Yeah, it's coming to you. Did it last Did it last so week? Exciting. I'm very proud of this one. For those of you that don't know, every year <laughs> I dress Rupert up as something and send it as a Christmas card to my friends. Last year he was the love actually. Um, he was there holding was. the card. And it was um, because you're perfect. And it was, it was great. So yeah, this one's this one's funny. Are you gonna reveal are you gonna reveal what this one is gonna be? Am I gonna have to wait and find out when I open my post? No, I have to wait. So I will tell you okay. on the next one. We'll tell we'll tell everyone. Cool, and I will post it. I'll post it to the fashionemics then and everyone can oh, see the whole stock. <laughs> Enjoy. Hilarious. This segues into the like to know so this Woo-hoo. week's like to know we absolutely love we've talked you know uh, very much so in the last episode around pretty little thing um we were talking about their um girls versus cancer collection we yeah. also spoke about um primark looking at their menopause collection um so we have to do a massive kudos this week to Zalando um, who um, just last month have um, introduced their very first adaptive fashion collection obviously Zalando um, uh, Belimborn uh, we used to have our lovely friend Mike who's been on this podcast shouting out to Mike oh whilst I'm here I've got to shout out my friend Liam because he's going absolutely mad Liam Sargent here you go you finally got a call out I keep getting abuse from all my friends that I don't mention their names so Liam there you go are you happy now um but yeah our friend Mike um worked at um at Zalando for a while but anyway but so Zalando obviously house a lot of different brands um and some of their brands that are involved in this it's just amazing it's about adaptive fashion um it's considering you know really um like kind of disability needs physical needs of consumers um and i mean what more could you ask for it's complex and it's a challenge for the industry but they're, they're going at it and they're giving in their all, aren't they? It's been a long time coming. I mean, I've said it before. I did my dissertation on disability um, fashion. I found it so interesting. Um, I actually worked with, I think her name's Sophie Morgan. She's actually a TV presenter now. She's quite famous. She does, um, um, not the one show. Ugh, can't think of the show anyway. She's fabulous. Um I've completely forgot what I was going to say, but anyway. Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to say. Um, I championed Zalando for actually doing a collection because in 2018, ASOS released a wheelchair-friendly jumpsuit, and that was applauded. But again, we've never actually seen a collection. We've seen um, visual merchandising with mannequins in wheelchairs, um, plus sizes, all different types of um, body shapes. But we've never actually seen um, a retailer focus on 
disability. So we're having, you know, we're seeing VM in terms of being inclusive and diverse, but not actual collections. So, um, yeah, I love that Zolando are doing this. I think it's great. Um, And it was needed years and years ago. But I'm glad that somebody is putting their toe in the water and saying we're we're doing this. It's, you know, well done to them. They say on their website they're like committed that by 2025 that they want to um, provide a really inclusive experience for all their customers, especially underrepresented groups, which is obviously a big part of this. Um, and it's 140 styles it's men's women's and footwear so it's like not even like said, just one little item 140 wow. styles and there's That's lots amazing. of different brands that are included um sign anna official tommy Hilfiger, figure your turn um lots of people um getting involved so they're obviously working really closely with some of these these big retailers as well to get involved i just love wow. it it's fantastic oh i love it even more i didn't realize it was so vast that's incredible love 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 yeah so lots of people getting involved there and actually uh, again a slight tangent but it made me think um I've been doing a bit of um sale shopping me and my husband are going to Mauritius in two weeks for our honeymoon and I've been looking online um for some it's a great time to shop obviously for summer styles at the moment um so I've been looking online at some of the men's stuff and you know what the amount of products and I will you know there's a bit a lot of controversy around ASOS at the moment and sales and letting people go and we can maybe come back to that uh, you know when we know a little bit more in the future yeah. episode but the amount of product on there that I would describe as transgender um is just amazing oh, like okay. I just literally typed in like men's vests obviously because it's going to be 30 degrees not you know, trying to rub it in just before Christmas that'll be really? in like 30 degree heat but I was like oh my god this this is amazing why are they not shouting out yeah. about all these products that could be you know there's there's like vests with like cow necks so like if, you know so I'm just there's just loads of products on there that I was like hang on I didn't even know any of this existed why is this not at the forefront of your marketing yeah no maybe they're not promoting it or I don't know honestly when I say like not just a couple of products I mean loads of stuff on there and that's just in the men's vest category um so I just thought really really interesting again thinking about yeah. underrepresented groups uh kudos ASOS kudos Zalando definitely Okay, well, we've reached the end of our podcast. I found that really interesting. Lots of hot topics, lots of diverse topics as well, like not just fashion, which is nice and fresh for us. Um, We're just getting used to the new structure of the podcast. So any feedback would be wonderful. Don't forget to uh, reach out to us on the Fashionemics Instagram. Follow us on uh, Apple, Spotify, like, share, whatever you can. Of course, we really appreciate it. yeah, I've had fun today, so have you? I've had fun. I've had real fun. It's been a bit interesting doing, you know, not doing a guest. But what I will say, if you are working in the fashion industry, you're linked to the fashion industry or retail or anything like this, please reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on our podcast. We've got lots of people lined up, but obviously it's a busy time of year. It's Black Friday, it's Christmas. There's so much going on. We've got some exciting brands. But at this moment in time, it's just not a great a great time to be, you know, lining people up. But if you have some time and you want to talk fashion with us, we would would love to have you on the pod we'll be recording yes. every two weeks so you can get used to hearing us in your eardrums even more often so enjoy your black friday enjoy this podcast like share do us all the things you know what we said about um meaningful gifts for christmas please give us a review give us a love give us some stars on spotify love that. our gift to you as a podcast and then just give us a lovely gift back as a review much love guys i'll speak to you soon bye Oh, 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 oh,
Rupert's just come in, which I know means that Rob's let him upstairs and be like, your dinner's ready, love. Babe, could you put the rice on, please, for our curry? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.